0: Incredibly frustrating is it when you've been working with a student for a long time and you've come to understand exactly what that student needs and you realize they need more spo- supports than you're able to give them but no one's listening when you talk about that issue. I know it absolutely drove me up the wall when that happened to me. Welcome to Reaching Struggling Learners, episode number 19. The last several episodes, we've been talking about the nitty gritty details of RTI when it comes to data collection and really getting started with that whole process. I hope you found that that all of those episodes have been helpful, maybe even relieved a little bit of the stress that you may have been feeling about RTI and progress monitoring in your classroom. Today, I'd like to talk a little bit about what you can do with all that data that you've been collecting and how you can use it to advocate for your students. Hi, I'm Jessica Curtis of Teaching Struggling Learners. I'm a boy mom and a veteran teacher. You're listening to the Reaching Struggling Learners podcast, where we talk all about helping students succeed academically, socially, and behaviorally. Thank you so much for tuning in. So, when people talk about advocates, many of us in education get a, little, get a little twitch in our eye. Our anxiety goes absolutely through the roof, and we immediately start counting the days to retirement. Am I right? As much as we have learned to be anxious at the word advocate in the education system, the truth is that teachers are the second best advocate for students, you know, right after their parents. You as an educator hold a tremendous power to get supports for your students, almost equal to that of the parents themselves. So let's talk about how you can wield that power for the good of your students and your sanity. You as the classroom teacher know so much about your students, their strengths, their weaknesses, and what needs to be done for that student to progress. Through your progress monitoring, you also have the opportunity to collect data, which is almost impossible for others to argue with when you request supports for those students. Here's a little secret that I think some administrators do not want you to know. Teachers hold a powerhouse of data, which they could use to force the hands of administrators in the district, all the way up to the superintendent of schools. Yep, I said it, I truly do believe that the data you're collecting in your progress monitoring is that important, that powerful. Here's why. The law backs you up. According to federal law, students have a right, you've heard this, to a free and appropriate public education. Part of that is the child find piece of the law. Meaning that if a school has a reasonable concern that a student might have a disability, they must investigate and provide supports as, you know, as they are eligible. Here's where that teacher power comes in. If you've been working with a student through an intervention, obviously it is because you are concerned about that student's progress. After collecting, and I gotta put air quotes around this, a reasonable amount of data, which most states and counties are thinking it's about six to nine weeks for each tier, so maybe up to 18 weeks. That data should be analyzed by a team and next steps have to be identified, including determining if more intensive supports are needed. So you've collected this data and the student is obviously struggling You've changed up the intervention, you've provided more supports in your classroom, and they still aren't performing? If you take this to administrators, how easy is it for them to argue with the cold, hard facts that you've laid out in front of them? Not easy. Not easy at all. When you bring them graphs, showing what little progress that they've made, and documents showing all the interventions that you've tried, you're basically putting an administrator's back against the wall, forcing them to do something. Now, my strong suggestion to all teachers is to wield this power very carefully. I learned early in my career to always go into my administrators with a problem and how I wanted to solve that problem, and of course my data to back it up. If you have a student who you've been working with and they aren't progressing the way you think they should, I wanna strongly, strongly urge you to go to admin with this information and how you would like to increase the interventions. For example, I do not suggest going in and telling an admin that the student needs special education because that's a team decision and there's this whole thing called predetermination that you really don't want to get involved in. But you want to tell them that you would like to try the student working one-on-one with an aide for a certain amount of time, for example. Or maybe you would like training in a new intervention program Or maybe the student could have time scheduled with an interventionist. All of those ideas could be very beneficial for a struggling student. And further training for you? I mean, that's always a win in my book. So how do we get to the point that we are confident walking into a principal's office and making those kinds of suggestions? Good, solid, consistent data collection over time and good analysis of that data. I've talked in previous episodes about how to collect data and how often, so I won't bore you with that again here. What I will say is that there is nothing more convincing to a skeptical administrator than a graph with dates and data points over time. Most administrators think in terms of numbers, but seeing the numbers graphed for them makes it truly meaningful for them, and it makes analyzing it easier for you along the way. If you graph your weekly data that you're collecting, you will get an opportunity to see in real time the effects that your interventions are having on student progress, and the chance to make small tweaks along the way to improve that progress. As you make small tweaks, though, make sure you document them. Always take credit for where credit is due in these situations or, you know, any situations, but, you know. If you gave that student five extra minutes of intervention time, please document it. If you had the student reread a passage twice instead of just once, document it. If you added an extra skill practice game during the day or maybe partner work for extra practice, Document it. All of those things are interventions which could make a big difference in the data that you're that you're graphing. And all of those extra things that you do for that student, they have to be noted. So the administrators, so the interventionists, so that I mean, if you get all the way to special education eligibility, that special education teacher, they have to know just how hard you have been working to help that student make what gains they have. So after taking the time to work through the intervention process and graphing and tweaking your interventions, go armed with all of your data and documentation to your administrator. Be proud of the work that you've done and the progress, no matter how small, that you've made with that student. And be ready to explain what all has been going on behind the scenes. Not just the, you know, they've increased four Lexile points or what have you, but really tell them what do you need to help that student be truly successful. Remember, you hold so much power due to your professionalism and your knowledge of your students and all of the wonderful things you're doing for your students. Use your power to advocate for them. And you may be pleasantly surprised at how quickly you and your students receive more supports. Still worried about that data collection process? Want to learn more about how to make that process easier, more doable? I would love to hear how you're doing with the process and what you're struggling with so that I can focus in on those areas here. Leave me a comment or find me on Instagram. I'm at Teaching Struggling Learners. And let's start a conversation about what you need to help your students be successful. I want to thank you so much for listening to the Reaching Struggling Learners podcast, episode number 19. Leave me a comment, send me a message. You can find me on Instagram. Like I said, at uh, Teaching Struggling Learners, I, I really would love to hear what your thoughts are and where are some areas that you would like to know more information Of course, I'd love it if you left a rating for the podcast on iTunes. That just helps other people find the podcast, which, you know, is kind of cool. We'd like to spread the word on RTI and how good it can be for students. Until next time, may your coffee be strong, your chocolate easy to reach, and your prep time's quiet. Bye.